0: machen ja, ich Spaß. These are the sounds of night in Vienna, plus a very scattered smooch. Here we are in June 2022. Crime exploding, economy in tatters, corpse in the White House, $6.30 for gas at the cheap station where I live. World War on the brink, endless war between Kiev and its BF. Another summer in California where the lights might go off at any time. American citizens on trial in a kangaroo court for protesting a non-transparent election. And what are all the discourse people, all the political thing people, talking about 24 hours a day? Drag queens. Drag queens. The Ferris wheel of discourse has taken the pundit passenger cart to the low-hanging fruit of drag queens drag queens popping out of everywhere like cantaloupes out of the bra of a drag queen. Story hour, brunches, kink at pride, rainbows. Can you believe in Denver? They politicized the sky with a giant rainbow. Woe to the political thing person moved from one political thing to the next political thing by the Ferris wheel of discourse. Woe to the political thing person. Too little to ride on anything else. Woe to the bores and bullies and media hacks who never get anywhere first. They see a cultural crime scene they were too blind or cowardly to prevent. So how do they make up for it? By being hysterical in their imitation of yesteryear's warnings, boring in their condemnation of yesterday's crimes. They try to catch up by nominating fresh scapegoats, phantom witches are named, phantom witches are created. Unfortunately, actual racists, rapists, misogynists, pedos, groomers, white supremacists are never too easy to find in physical form. And the little video clips and screenshots that imply their existence only scratch so much itch. So, eventually, real people must be dragged to the stake. Or wheeled to the stake, in the case of Mr. Cawthorn. So, who can we ambush? Who should we ambush? Who better than our competitors in cultural vision? Who better than the gay men who warned us about the real problem when it wasn't popular to listen. Who better than the dudes who seem to be a little too freewheeling, fun-loving, independent, and talented to ever march in lockstep with a Puritan witch-hunt mob. Any witch-hunt mob. How did they know so much about gender goblins before we did anyway? Drag queens, of course, are a ruse, Nobody hates drag queens. Nobody really cares about drag queens. What they hate is men. Men are hated so much in this world it boggles the mind. Endless wars. What do you think explains endless wars more fundamentally than how little men are loved in this world, how little they are cherished in their own fucking land? And in a world that hates men, the safest man to hate Is the man who loves men. No wonder some of them like to wear wigs. The Puritan's utter lack of aesthetic sense, his distrust of all romantic emotion, his unmatchable intolerance of opposition, his unbreakable belief in his own bleak and narrow views, his savage cruelty of attack, his lust for relentless and barbarous persecution, these things have put an almost unbearable burden upon the exchange of ideas in the United States. H.L. Mencken Mans from Baltimore, who famously defined Puritanism as the haunting fear that someone somewhere may be happy. If, after ignoring the transgender psyop when it mattered, you suddenly think drag queens constitute some sort of real existing problem in the year 2022, if you have allowed your delayed reaction to become a generic anti-gay crusade, you have allowed yourself to become a giant, clueless, pastoral pussy. Just like the woke BLM, MeToo, Transmania cancel mobs of the 2010s. Same shit. Same deaf, dumb, blind hoedown is what you're dancing. Same hysterical righteousness as a substitute for truth and art and love and honest investigation of life's mysteries. Same miserly hatred of men, same obtuse denial of meaningful distinctions, such as the one between medical transgenderism and drag, which is a healthy and ancient theatrical exploration of gender fluidity, as we all fucking know, and a popular middle-class entertainment for centuries, as you would know if you knew anything about what happened five minutes ago, you fucking idiots. I don't even give a shit about the whole RuPaul drag race culture, which is like so many other gay things, been sanitized and emasculated and politically corrected into a show for dumb girls. But of course, in the middle of a witch hunt, who has the capacity to recognize that the expansion of this LGTB alphabet into the length of a Google-suggested password is not the work of gay men. It is part and parcel of a strategy to erase gay men. It also erased real lesbians. Ever meet a lesbian under 40 anymore? Since 2008, the year Rachel Maddow went on the air, the number of lesbian bars in America has gone from 200 to 9. And that's if you're counting Ellen's Kitchen. The vanishing lesbian has shifted the entire pussy paradigm. Below a certain age, lesbians have all become non-binary or trans, gays have all become lesbian, straight men have become gay, and women have become LLCs. It all started with the vanishing lesbian. But nobody has ever cared about lesbians. It's only gay men who incite hysteria and disgust. Because, God forbid, there should exist an entire strain of people whose chief characteristic is loving men. Who could ask for anything more dangerous? But also, who could ask for a clearer sign as to why a certain people exist? This adventure is about finding signs. It's about finding signs in the dark, in the dark and narrow coffee cup. It's about hitting rock bottom and going deeper, the way treasure hunters do. It's about the shit that goes down in those vanishing but special places where men love men. If you are the dealer, I'm out of the game. If you are the healer, means I'm broken and lame. If thine is the glory, then mine must be the shame. You want it darker. starts in Vienna, where I spent a weekend in the dark September of 2021, where I paid a visit to Freud's house, the place where he gloomily investigated the unpopular facts of life and fashioned a grim and untrustworthy science to deal with his findings. And then the famous Vienna giant Ferris wheel, where all of a sudden the light within me began to dim, Where atop that Ferris wheel, I started agreeing with Pandemic World's insistence that nothing really mattered anymore. That the ride led nowhere. On that giant Ferris wheel, the accumulated gloom and misfortune of the pandemic finally shattered my defenses. I was bummed. Such moods, I learned, are not scarce in Vienna. And hitting rock bottom, I learned, is not the end of the story in Vienna. There is an underground in Vienna. When you hit rock bottom in Vienna, you can always go lower. For example, you can go to Kaiserbrunnelhernssana, deep underground, an ancient labyrinth of a gay bathhouse, the very first gay bathhouse I had ever entered for a full-blooded third-man filthy Armenian adventure. The very first filthy Armenian adventure. I've been waiting for the right time to release it, and the right time is now. But there is a meta-layer to this episode I should point out, because other than the clip you heard at the opening, this episode was recorded not in Vienna, but in a war reporter's bar in Sarajevo, where my dear friend forced me to tell the story of my third man bathhouse adventure in Vienna a few days before. We were in Sarajevo for a film festival. Norm MacDonald had just died. My tank was completely empty. But my dear friend ordered a bunch of tequilas that I kept on spilling, turned on my recorder, for the very first time and forced me, amid the clamor of drunk Bosnians, to tell him what had happened in the gay Vienna underground. For the first hour of the story, the bar in Sarajevo was rocking as a legendary local crooner sang song after spirited song, some local native ballads, some imaginative covers of classic rock from the West. That first hour is not going to be the easiest thing to listen to. But you'll just have to brave it if you want to hear what happens. You can't skip ahead or you'll miss everything. If you can make it to an hour, the crooner finally quits and the sound becomes reasonable. This is the FAA pilot. But not only in the linear sense. Also in the way that in having one conversation or telling one story... Many stories are told, and many histories are breached. I think there is a moral to the story, to all the stories in this episode. The same lesson to the story of my third-man gay bathhouse adventure in Vienna, and the story of my trial to tell the story in Sarajevo, so that my dear old hetero pal, whom I love so very much, can understand And I think the moral of the story is this. Enter the dark room, but go with a friend. You gotta subscribe, you gotta subscribe. If you want to hear more, you gotta subscribe. Patreon.com slash Armenian. It's actually cheaper than a latte medium <laughs> Episodes of scandal and intimacy Shall be heard behind the paywall by the bourgeoisie about that uh thank you for listening please rate review spread the word to your friends and if you can subscribe for the final 90 minutes of this episode and a lot more of the complete adventure